friends, guests, and adventurers of all ages. Tonight's show is for the brave, the fearless, and the dangerously curious. Witness feats of strength, daring acrobatics, and mystifying magic. Get ready to have the most astounding night of your life. Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat 3 Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker. And in this week's episode, the gang decide to start their next big adventure, head over to the Hermitage, and Hap has to decide if she wants to be an adventurer or a zookeeper. So this week, we get to explore one of the oldest tropes in D&D and Pathfinder, and that is the dungeon crawl. A dungeon crawl is very simply a series of rooms that are filled with monsters, treasures, and traps, and you need to go in and either clear it all, get the MacGuffin, or die trying, and that's it. Obviously, everyone has done a dungeon crawl, countless of video games are based on the dungeon crawl mechanic. You can say dungeon crawl, people know what it is. The thing about a dungeon crawl that's usually kind of the same is that once you start the dungeon crawl, you can't really stop it until you get to the end. Sometimes there's a town nearby, but usually there's not. Like in this case, they're going to be in the middle of nowhere. So if they're going to start this adventure, they're not finishing until they are done or dead. And that's it, because they're far from civilization. And I really enjoy dungeon crawls, but they're actually fairly tricky to run. And one thing I learned about dungeon crawls is that there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. When I ran Emerald Spire, which is nothing more than a dungeon crawl, it's literally just levels and levels of dungeon. Every level was written by someone else at Paizo, and every level had its own completely different look and feel and map and so forth. We ran it, and it started off so much fun. We were having a great time. But after a while, it just became really kind of too much of the same thing. And it was level after level of just fighting. And you know what I learned is that you really kind of need a story. You can't just have someone go into a dungeon and just, like, fight. There's nothing to it. There's nothing connecting everything together. And it seems like fun for a while, but it gets really samey, you know? It's like you're just getting higher level and killing more monsters and going to another room and after you do it the first 50, 60, 70 times, it gets kind of old really quick. And I never ever thought that would actually happen. I was really excited when I started Emerald Spire. But once we got about halfway through it, I kind of was done. I was like, you know what? This is really getting kind of samey. And I tried to add a little bit of a story to it and a little bit more with the Hell Knights and trying to add more to it. But it's hard, you know, it's hard to actually turn a dungeon into a living entity that has a full-fledged story. Now, those of you who know Emerald Spire know that there actually is a story, but it's really small compared to the ones that we're doing here, like on Plague Stone or this podcast or, well, pretty much any of our podcasts, really. It's like a small appetizer compared to these. And it's just not enough. 
So with that in mind, I do like dungeon crawls, but I do like them in a finite size. And this adventure has four parts to it. And the first two parts, you can tell are, well, they weren't really dungeon crawls. They were just sort of the first part. Well, I guess funny. The first part's kind of like a dungeon crawl, but the first part was a non-linear dungeon crawl of them trying to take out the monsters in the camp, and they could do it in any order they want. So it was kind of a dungeon crawl, but they were able to go back to a home base and rest up and so forth. The second part was just a non-linear adventure where they had little missions they had to go on and they could do those also in pretty much any order and rest up in between the missions. But this part, and this is part three of this module, this is a dungeon crawl. This is, they gotta go in and they ain't leaving until they find out what is happening. And there is a part four, I'm not gonna tell you what the part four is, but we're officially halfway through this module at this point. This is the official halfway point. And whether it's gonna go faster or slower, I'm not sure. One thing about dungeon crawls is they usually go much faster because there's not a ton of character development. But as I said before, we are spending time and downtime for the characters to talk and to do some character development and some role playing and some pretty shocking things actually happen in this dungeon. One thing you're gonna notice is the characters are gonna learn a lot about themselves. For example, Hap really, really loves animals. And I am curious to see what happens is when she starts getting attacked by animals that obviously don't wanna be her friend and just want to kill her, how is she gonna handle that? And you've seen it in the past and she has not handled it well. When she tried to talk to the snakes and be nice to them, they bit her in the face and she almost died. So it's going to be interesting to see how the characters develop and change. One thing these people are really good at is attacking and using tactics in combination of their character traits. For example, Hap will complain and try very hard not to hurt animals. Atron has their own thing going on, which we're going to explore more in this part of the module in a quite extensive amounts. Alhara is going to find out that she really likes adventuring, even more than she realized. And Darius, well, we'll see what happens to Darius. Let's just say he learns quite a bit about himself in this uh, portion of the module. Real quick, a few things. Don't forget, do check out the Patreon. If you do 10 bucks, you can listen to us live. Action Jackson is there every week. Action Jackson, our number one Patreon, not only does he participate and help out the PCs, he actually helped John Stats not die in the last Black Lodge. If you listen to the last episode of Tale 3, he was about to die. And thankfully... Our Patreon was there because he caught a rule that we made a mistake on and saved his life. And I don't mean dead as in, oh, he's just down. I mean as in dead forever. Like, never, ever, ever coming back and we retire that character and he rolls up a new one. So the Patreons not only get to watch us, but they get to interact and help us. So that was a big savior. Thank God for Action Jackson. But for 10 bucks, you can watch us and talk to us during the show. You can watch us on video. You can actually see the show itself. It's all broadcast through Discord. And speaking of Discord, if you check out our Discord channel, just discord.rollforcombat.com, and you too can join our Discord channel. You can play games. You can chat. If you get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt. So check that out. But with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. 
So last we left off, you performed your circus, and you did too well, and somehow made less money than the first circus, which doesn't quite make sense. We'll just chalk that up to mechanics by Paizo, which is a thing. But don't worry about that for now. All we need to know is that the circus was a huge success and that everyone loved the circus. And now you're the talk of the town. And pretty much everyone in the town has more or less seen the circus, which means if you're going to put on a show again, you're probably not going to do nearly as well just because you're running out of patrons of the circus because this town only has about a thousand people. And you decided after the circus that maybe just maybe someone should go check out where the mayor has disappeared to because the the mayor went to the hermitage of blessed lightning and has not come back and it's been several several days and of course who else to go but the heroes of aberton because you have killed those demons you took care of the muggers you've been putting on amazing shows you got bacon for the whole town so you have become the de facto heroes of Aberton, whether you like it or not. So you have been drafted into service, which I guess is how heroes begin. However, before we even get into all that, there is something new, is that we managed to get a sneak peek preview of the Advanced Player's Guide, which means we finally got a chance to switch up Alhara and Ataran with their official swashbuckler in which classes which is good because they're only level three and we haven't even really used any of the level three abilities. So it's only really level one and level two we're using the play test. And the good news is that not much really changed, kind of. Alhara is more or less the same. It was just some of the feats were changed when you can get them. So you just had to rearrange a little bit on your feats, I believe. But otherwise, you're pretty much the same, correct, Vanessa? Yeah, pretty much the same. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Veris, the amazingly agile Alhara, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. The big change is that Tumble Behind is now a second-level swashbuckler feat instead of first level, which, which as a designer is actually a really good move. Uh, Tumble Behind is pretty powerful, and making it second level makes a lot of sense. The bad news for Alhara is that I can no longer take the Staff Acrobat archetype and Tumble Behind, and since Tumble Behind is so much in her fighting style and what she does, I went ahead and kept that, and I'm going to forgo Staff Acrobat for now. Otherwise, more or less the same. Otherwise, more or less the same. Yeah. Uh, swashbucklers also, at uh, third level and beyond, get some additional skill feats associated with their style. So what I was able to do is, instead of having to use my general feat to get Powerful Leap, I can get that as my swashbuckler class feature, and instead I got Assurance for the Medicine skill, which allows me to more reliably heal during downtime. And the other one is Ataron. Now, the Witch did change significantly. Uh, the biggest one is Evil Eye, because Evil Eye was originally required a focus point, and you need to use two actions to cast it. And it can cause Frightened 1, 2, or 3. Even on success, it would do Frightened 1. But now, it is just a free cantrip. It only takes one action. And on a success, nothing happens to the monster. So it's only Frightened 1 or Frightened 2. And you have less spells. So a fair amount actually changed on the Witch. Correct? Yeah, the Evil Eye also 
the maintained uh, negative effect will only remain at one. So if they critically fail and they get frightened two, even if Alteron sustains it, it will drop down to frightened one and then stay at frightened one. So also that changed as well. Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, Uncanny Otteron's cauldron of curious concoctions, a human witch of curses. Um, the familiar also now comes with a focus power that allows you to kind of like save them in a dire situation. Not that the familiar death is that detrimental, but um, it's at least uh, very good for the character. Also gained uh, another skill training um this case took arcana uh and instead of uh getting days for free now the theme of curse gives ray of enfeeblement so to handle that got rid of the message cantrip so i could still have days for Alteron. um otherwise yeah like you said less spells per day and uh, oh no more free cackle Cackle now is much better, but it's a class feat, so you don't get it for free, and Otteron won't have that. Yeah, the witch, I mean, the witch is expected, because it's a spellcaster, changed significantly, I think, from the playtest. Uh, the swashbuckler was really just moving things around. The swashbuckler, I felt, wasn't changed too much. It just really, they sort of move things and powers around. But obviously, Yeah, I'd agree with that. The witch was significantly modified but i don't think in a bad way i think i mean i personally think evil eye was like way way too powerful uh, especially because looking at the power of all the other spells on this game and i think it's a good balance i mean you can cast it a lot more frequently and you got the best of both worlds because you got the super powerful version at levels one and two which is when you really needed it and now you're at higher level when you usually see more than one um, enemy, and you'll be able to then use it like every round if you want. Yeah, and it's the fast. The benefit is definitely that you can do it at only one action, where it only was a glare before, so one action makes sense, just somatic, and being able to use it once per minute on an enemy, but a number of enemies per combat because it's a cantrip at least really will help uh, sort of debuff different enemies, especially when we have a couple um, or three or more as it is. And then one more thing I wanted to say is I did give Hap and Darius the opportunity to also rebuild their characters because there were a lot of new things in there for sorcerers and monks and new feats and just abilities, but both of them said no. They almost did, but both of them said no, which is fine. But going forward, they have access to the uh, APG all they want. So anything in the Advanced Player's Guide can be used going forward, unless it's Unless it's uncommon or rare, which there's a fair amount in that, uh, then we have to talk. But otherwise, there's quite a bit new things in there for everybody. So, which I like. I like having more. I like having more abilities for everyone in general. Uh, not to the point that it's detrimental and breaks the game, which will probably not happen for several years down the road. But eventually, when you get to like Pathfinder One, where there was just so many feats and so many abilities that it, you could very easily break the game if you took just the right combo. But right now, uh, we're not even close to that point. So we got a long way to go before that. So I am really excited about one of these new spells, but for level three, it just didn't make sense. Maybe next level. Lauren Sig is playing Hap, the Starlight Sparrow. A human fire elementalist sorcerer. 
Yeah, there's an archetype that Darius is eyeing up for level four. We'll see. Rob Tremarco is playing Darius Varus, Darius's daring destructions, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. Oh, okay. And there were some new cool stances in there for the monk I thought were pretty cool. I so. did like the gorilla one. The gorilla, the gorilla stance was very funny. But I like that one. Yeah, that is a fun one. So maybe later when I get another stance feed or something. So as we said before, you are ready to maybe, perhaps, go to the Hermitage. It's up to you. You you had a successful show. You got some more money in the kitty for the circus. So it's another day. What are you gonna do? Are you just gonna hang out? Are you just gonna hang out with Violet, have some more bacon and eggs, hang around the town, or are you going to become the adventurers you've meant well, to be? First, we went to the market to buy some scrolls and our potions. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Then we were going to head to the Hermitage, which is to the west. Northwest. Hmm. The first thing I want to do is find out why we're keeping our currency in felines. I have no idea what you're talking about. No one no one does. No Because you said kitty. You said we put our money in the kitty. Hmm. It's, like a, it's like a piggy bank, but not. Yeah. That's for the circus money, because the circus money can only be spent on the circus. That's oh, right. so uh, it goes in the tiger. Okay. Yes. Actually, we now keep the circus <laughs> money in the lockbox from the Haftons. That's right. Oh, that's a good idea. All right, there so we finished our shopping. I mean, we're basically yeah. ready to head out, aren't we? I think we're ready to head out. Yeah, yeah. What could go wrong? It's just Not a bunch druids. of uh, crazy <laughs> druids that druids. worship demons. I mean, it's it's fine. Are you ready? Well, I'm, I'm ready. I'll say goodbye to Dad, and 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 then I'll be ready to head out. Okay. They uh, they see you off. The professor gives you a big old hug and tells you, "Don't don't worry about us. We'll be fine here. We'll get ready for another show." And Take care of the animals. Everything should be fine. You? I'm worried about us. Well, that is true, but everyone here is looking up to you. You've done so much for the town already, and it looks like you have a lot of healing. How, how many healing scrolls do you have now? 37. Four. four, and everyone, yeah, you, you should be okay. You should be good. Just remember what I always say. When in danger, run away. <laughs> yes. You do say that a lot. <laughs> in fact, we need to a little more. That is wise. But uh, in all seriousness, just just take care of yourself and try not to jump into situations without fully understanding what you're getting yourself into. Usually spending a minute or two understanding your opponents is all the difference that matters between winning and losing a battle. We've also had a talk about... Uh communicating issues more so i think we are getting better in our strategy and he brings up a good point maybe we should do some reconnaissance in the future hmm that uh, preferably is a horror um yeah i can definitely scout ahead uh i have always been uh, on the quieter side that's, I mean, that's Dad never, never been noticed. true you've never been on the quieter side yes i have dad never noticed when i would sneak out when i was just a kid so you know i knew well, this I mean, I, I usually told you. Personal. That's true. That's why I knew you told me. Oh, Atron, don't pretend like you don't know. What's that supposed to mean? You were good about sneaking around the Hafton Mill? Yes? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. True. Does this have something yeah. to do with the rumors I've been hearing? About the Hafton Mill? Yes, that's right. About the Hafton Mill. Let's get going. Let's just say I can handle the job. With that, you leave town. As we start to leave the camp, Ataran will again gesture towards the sky and reach towards the heavens. And they chant, Hamishalat, as they draw down a coruscating black and violet energy and pull it into their mouth as I cast False Life. What's that taste like? Mm. It tastes mostly of, um, I, I guess, uh, licorice-like? That's not too bad. I can't imagine sky licorice, but I'll sure try to. So that gives you 39 hit points, correct? Woohoo! Yes, sir. Okay. You're going to need them. Yep. So you know where to go. It's 12 miles west of town and a bit north along the coast. You start walking. Your journey is uneventful. Eventually, the path leads down near the sea cliffs. After several hours, it's slowly getting wetter and wetter and louder and louder as you are right next to the ocean. And this area seems to have quite a bit of waves and quite a bit of angry ocean, if you will. It's almost as if this hermitage was built right on a spot that purposely had wind and waves. What a coincidence. I can't believe they didn't plan it like that. Well... It is the Hermitage for Gozra, who is the god of wind and waves. So, let's switch over, shall we? So, how long would it take you guys to go 12 miles while I'm doing this? Uh, let's see what Google has to say about that. It's Page not 470. Google. It's the rules. Oh, yeah, the rule book. Excuse me, 479. Uh, so, uh, I believe the slowest time on is a base speed of 25 feet. We go two and a half miles per hour. Uh, so we can go 20 miles per day. It takes less than a day. It was four miles away? 12, 12. miles away. Oh, 12. okay. Sorry. So five hours. Okay. So what time do you think you're here? You probably rested. Yeah, we had like our big breakfast and Early stuff again. Early in the morning. So yeah. probably left it around, I don't know, 10. Get there around three in the afternoon. <clears throat> Sound good. Okay. Tell me, what do you say? Let me see. I'm going to look on my sheet see what you see to make sure I'm showing you the right thing. Uh, let's see. We're down at the bottom right-hand corner of the map. I see coastline. a set of double doors, a coastline. Yep. Perfect. Rocks. Wow. Okay, good. Let me just stop for a second. Druids. I see druids. No, we don't. I see skies of blue. Red roses too. I throw half in the ocean. You cold now? If you're going to sing it, you should good. sing it. Pass out I'm some not, sky I'm licorice. not good at singing. I know what I'm good at, and that ain't what that ain't it. Ooh. Besides, you have to do the sa uh, Sachimo voice if you're going to do it. So you go down a path. It leads down, down, down along the cliffs. There's no fences or guide rails along the path, which averages a narrow five feet wide. The wind is strong enough. To deter all but the most determined visitors. Eventually, you reach an area where you believe you've reached the Hermitage. 
It rests on a jutting cliff about 50 feet above the tumultuous sea, which smashes against the rocks below. I will tell you what you see. This wide ledge jets from the cliff 50 feet above the inner sea, but is nonetheless splashed with spray and smells strongly of salt. Two buildings hug close to the cliff wall. One is made of stone, blackened in places, as though from severe spot fires. The other is a large shed made of weathered wood. On top of the shed, you notice several seagulls that are making lots of noise and squawking. But you also notice something else in front of you. Oh, no. Dracula frogs. Oh, dear. Looks like two very large fanged frogs. Hold on. I see a barbarian woman in skimpy armor with, with a giant yeah. sword. Oh, wait, that's Is she here to help armor. us? <laughs> Those frogs even have beautiful eye makeup on. Okay, so you see in front of you to paint a tail. You went down this cliff face. The cliff face was very narrow, only five feet. Eventually, it opens up into a much larger cliff face. You see what must be the hermitage. It sticks out from the rock, but only a very small portion of it. It must go way further into the cliff face. And that is made of stone and looks like it is blackened all over. There is to the north a building made of wood that has some seagulls on it. In front of the doors, you notice two very large frog-like beasts with large tusks and seem to have uh, slime coming off of their bodies. They seem to be sitting there trying to get the seagulls and are patiently waiting to, mm, looks like, eat them. However, as you approach, they sort of lazily look towards you and just stare at you with large dead eyes. That's it. May I roll Knowledge Nature? To identify that animal. No, but I can. Please do. I was going to ask you to, for the same to roll about the creatures. So, Hap looks at those creatures and does not know what they are. Hap thinks there's some large frog-like creature, but she cannot identify them with her nature. Who's Guys, next? I've met a lot of animals. I've never met anything like that. Octoron would try to recall what they are, um, considering they might have a demon kind of link here at the Hermitage. I will try to recall with uh, occultism. They're not demons. They are definitely animals, and they look like large, bulbous frogs with fangs. And you don't believe they're demons, but you don't know what they are either. Other that they uh, look like they like eating birds. Okay. Do, do you I think need they're going to leave us alone? Do I need to check with nature or am I good? Yeah. Can I try with nature then if I don't think they're demons? Yeah. You, you check with nature. You try to rack your brain. They're not demons, but you don't know what type of animal they are. You, you just, uh, you look at them and you're like, mm. there's some large frog type creature, but Neither of you knows what they are exactly. I am sure if we try to go by, they are going to stop us. I don't know what they are, but uh, <clears throat> druid guards, any animal we see could be some sort of sentry, let alone some druids can shape change into animals. So, Should we call out? Are we, I mean, 
if if we I'm not assuming everyone in here is a problem or like the one we fought with the rat hat. I almost suspect they will be worse. uh, I have seen nothing yet other than we know the sheriff is missing. But maybe he got... The mayor, I'm sorry. We know the mayor is missing, but maybe he was eaten before he got to the door by one of those creatures. I don't even know. Does this building have windows? No, not in this part. There's no windows whatsoever. Maybe we should look for another way. The size of those tusks tells you that those are males, and from an evolutionary standpoint, those were probably developed as a means of fighting each other. These are definitely a territorial species. Aren't there some animals that the females fight each other? Lions, I think it It's was. extremely rare, but it does it does happen. Well, um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to check the um, undercarriage of these creatures to know why they want to bite me. But <laughs> they will bite me. I know it. But that's the thing. Do we call out for the druids? Maybe they can tell these creatures to back away? Or do we go in fists blazing? Why don't we just look for a back door? Isn't well, it built into the side of a mountain? Yeah, there's like it cliffs and cliffs. It is literally built into the side of a mountain. Why don't we look for a back door to the mountain? <laughs> Do you think we can lure them away? Maybe that, if there's oh, that's food a good that they idea. like. Oh, can you <gasps> They're clearly a bird and make in them the birds. Mm, make the bird fly around them or some sort of magical bird that they can't tell from real? Yeah, then they'll eat the bird and not us and maybe we can get by. Can we use a nature to attract a seagull? Or bird lore? Oh, or a bird lore. lore. I do have bird lore, but uh, it's intel- lore is intelligence based, so nature is actually better for me. Bird lore has to make the DC negative 15. All right, it's all right. called like birds named yeah, John Lore. Steve, I would like to use avian lore to attract a seagull. Uh, okay. There are seagulls around, and probably your best bet would be to drop a whole bunch of food. They're very skittish seagulls, so you're going to have to drop it, you know, a good five, ten feet away from you. So Yeah, like behind have... us. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, that's yeah. what I'll do. I'll, I'll take out some of my uh, hard tack. I think that's the old term for bread. And I'll crumble it up and leave it in a little pile. And then I'll, 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 ha- I'll kind of motion for everyone to step back. And then I'll pull out my crossbow. Yeah. She's going to shoot a bird. I'm going to feel real bad about it, but it's Stepping important. back. Wait, are you trying to, wait, what are you trying to do? Attract exactly. a seagull to kill it to throw past the slurk so yeah. they go chase it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Slurks cool. love a good seagull dinner. That's that's all I know from okay. This I didn't know what you were trying to do. Okay, I thought you were trying to attract it to lure lure the slurks near you, but you're trying no, to kill. Away. Oh, you're we're gonna to make feed the slurk. Got it. Slurk yeah. like throw it twenty feet past them or something. They got go. It. Oh, I'm a slurk. I love seagulls. That's nature. And then they go eat it. Then they fight <laughs> because they're males with fangs. It's the or circle of life. Okay. Right um, when they go to ch- f- eat the seagull, we can check exactly what is happening underneath, so the theories can be confirmed. Great. So I won't even waste time on this. I will say that you're able to spend 
some time for this and throw some food down, wait, haps there with her crossbow, and after a few tries, I'll say you're able to get one of the seagulls, you snare it, and you have a seagull on your crossbow. The slurks look kind of interested. They're watching this carefully. <laughs> like, as you're doing this, they're not approaching you, but they're they're watching this um, as they see you with the seagull. Do you do it for... Do you try to get any more, or what are you trying to do? Here? Yeah, let's grab a... Let's, you get, know, let's two. get a few let's get two. But let, let's hand this bird to someone else and have them step even further back. Okay. I'll take it. Slurks are inching up a little when they see that. Oh, no. they're, they're, mm. they're not going towards you, but they're getting closer. Like When they see Ooh. that, they're all excited. <laughs> we like it. I would when recommend you're... more than a couple. We want to keep mm. them busy. I mean, you know that old saying, feed a slurk a seagull and they eat for a day. Teach a slurk to shoot to across seagull. the a seagull. <laughs> Teach it and then they eat forever. Okay, well, spend, I'll say you spend a little bit more time you get a second seagull, and uh, it takes a little bit longer this time because they're getting they're getting wild to your ways, but they're not the smartest things. But it's very windy here, and it's wet, and Hap's Ooh. getting soaked. Everyone is, but Hap's dress is like all soaked through her. A seagull and... would fight God for half a bagel, so they'll Meanwhile. they'll definitely want these breadcrumbs. Meanwhile, That's I have true. an idea. True. So. Alhara is going to use her rope lore and her rope that she's got to basically tie like a, a slip harness around this seal, uh, seagull so she can let it go when she wants and essentially create a seagull sling out of her bow staff. And yeah, that way she can fling it way past the slurks. Okay, you do that. You figure that out. Tie the seagulls together and send a bundle of seagulls. Yes, I used rope lore. I actually seagull did chucks before level 10. I can't believe it. Well, I'm like, yeah. So you got two. You have two seagulls, and they're getting. Okay. They're starting to. Uh, they're starting to very intently look at you. So you, you you're wondering if two it might be pushing your luck if you're trying to go for more than that. They seem. Yeah, to, let's, They're trying let's, to. They're they're looking at you very. Two is good. Intently. Two is good. Two is good. We don't want to hit critical mass and have them attack us. So. Right, right. covered in seagull blood. All right, so Alhara is going to sling the first one. Uh, like I, I don't want it so far past them that they're like, "What the heck are you teasing us?" I just want it enough to excite them. So I'm trying to put it just to the other side of the slurks, maybe ten, twenty feet past them. Okay, you have the okay. eagle. Sorry, you have the uh, seagull. The seagull has landed. Are you just going to try to chuck two separately or one at a time? One, one sorry, at a time. time. Sorry, one at a time or two together is what I meant. To one say. at a time. The first one is just to sort of get them excited and get them turned away from us and their attention away from us on some other end. Um, and then the other one is uh, I'm going to try to huck as far as I can. So it looks like the base range of a sling is 50 feet and I basically made myself an improvised seagull sling. So I'm going to try to huck this thing 50 feet. I should only be going for like AC5. Huck is my favorite verb. Huck. That's a great one. And I didn't... Fail, nice. so I, I double crit this thing. <laughs> yeah, 50 feet just on the other side of them to try to get their attention away from us. And then the next one, I'm just going to put like 200 feet off. I'm just going to really throw it out there because I basically want them to uh, to notice it and be heading in that direction and immediately toss the next one and try to get them to run off. All right, so they're going after that that uh, seagull right away. All right, and the next one. 
Uh, only a 12, but that's still good enough to hit a square 200 feet away, so... Well, where to... That's assuming there's no minuses for wind and waves, and there actually isn't 200 feet away. It actually would okay. bounce into the ocean. So you can well, then uh, way further down uh, like 10, past 10, these buildings. 15 feet past it, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about we do two range increments 100 feet away? I like it. But wait, they, be, they should be able to see it. Like, that might be too far uh. for them. Well, too late now. You threw it. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, throw yeah. it. Oh, oh, no just... It's really far away from the slurks. Hey, um, uh, Alhara now thinks this is a fun new game of like how far can you can you swing up? Add it, add it to your morning regimen. Seagull Curtis. tossing. Do we want to play curling. slurks and seagulls? Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> that that was super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Just gonna have to write this thing. Yes. Down. That's an easy game. That's a good game. We're going to do it. Hucking seagulls is tight. (laughs) (laughs) I understood that reference. (laughs) Yeah, you did. So the slurks, what are you going to do? They are very quickly devouring that first seagull. So what are you going to do? Right. As soon as they turn to eat it, we head to the door, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I'm pitching it down on the second one. And as soon as they break for that one, then then I'll head for the door. Okay, start moving. Well, they haven't broken for the second one yet. They're not going for the second one. Why not? They want to finish the first one. They're very good little froggies. Oh, I figured they'd just slurp it right up. All right. Well, uh, all right. Well, we'll make our way over there and <laughs> go. Lara, as soon as you enter that spot right near the door, you realize the ground is incredibly slick and gross. Give me an acrobatics check. <laughs> You're going to oh, fall no! on your bum. <laughs> 15. 15. Failure. You must remain stationary to keep your balance or you fall. If you fall, your turn ends. That's right. I read that correctly. That ends your entire turn, no matter how many actions you have. You look down at the ground and you look around. This entire area is covered, as far as you can see, with gunk from the slurks. The slurks, here's the thing you didn't realize, the slurks are huge and seagulls are small. It took them about three or four rounds to fight over the seagull and exactly one round for them to eat it. I know, that's what I figured. I was waiting for them to finish and then go to the second one. Oh, they're not they're not going to go for the second one. Oh, they're not going to the second one. There's there's seagulls above the, um, uh, the shack. That's closer than where you threw it. Yeah, but they can't get to them, right? Because they're up on the shack. This Let's just see what ground. happens. All right. Oh, they can get to them. They can jump up there. Oh, well. They just, oh, no, they can definitely get to them. They just realize that they... they frog they, life. Yeah, they're frogs. Yeah, they haven't you ever seen there. a slurk jump? Yeah. No. So with that, they look towards you, and we'll see. Maybe they're not going to attack you. Who knows? Roll for combat. So this is all that happens. They eat the seagull. They also see you approaching. Now, maybe they're going to go after the other seagull that you threw way, way off in the distance. Maybe they're going to ignore you. Who knows? Well, let's see. There are seagulls that are approximately 30 feet from them on the roof of that uh, shack. Or the other seagull, which is about 60 feet from them. So it's a question if they're going to go after that or not. Now... Who's, how smart they are, whether they know whether it's dead or not, who knows. Darius is up first. 
What is Darius going to do? And you're near the door. Now, the door, I will mention... Mountain Stance! It is an elaborately carved double door depicting both Gozra's forms. On the left, you see him as the sky god right, rising from a whirlwind of lightning in his hand. And on the right is a sea god is surrounded by a whirlpool. The artisanship is astounding, and it is gorgeous, these double doors. They seem to be very strong, very large, uh, probably, you know, have survived many, many a lightning strike and are still in perfect condition, so maybe even magically enhanced. Who knows? But that is what you see in front of you. What do you do? I will. This is going to be great. Go to the door. And I will try to open the left side door. Or just, you know, jimmy the whole door. See if it's how locked it is and how tough it is. They're not creaked open a little bit or anything like that, right? Well, show me where you're going to move. Stop. I have stopped. As soon as you step next to Alhara, you also realize the ground there is incredibly slippery. Give me an acrobatics check. You're ten feet from the door. Oh, so close. Okay. But not quite. You fail. Mm. You must. So you you move. Then you have to spend an action to balance, and you must remain stationary to keep your balance or you fall. I take the mountain stance. You are done. So it's one to move, one to balance, one to take mountain stance. Okay. Slurk number. Actually, let me give him a number. Slurk number one. That was the one that managed to eat the seagull. It sort of sees that you are approaching nearby. It sort of looks to see the seagull that was thrown and looks to see you and looks to see the seagull and looks to see you. It's like going back and forth, but sees there's just too many of you. And uh, I think it I think it just it's just going to do something. It's going to squirt slime at Alhara. So just a simple just a simple squirt. Just make a just make a squirt check. It's pooping on you. I know it's squirting me. That's oh, where are they squirting perverse. from? Like their nose? It's the clothing. I don't. Don't answer that. Please don't answer that. So what they do is they literally are hawking a loogie at Alhara. <laughs> Rolls a nineteen. So your AC is twenty, correct? Mm-hmm. So it just misses you. Woohoo! That was one action. Ugh. It's gonna hawk a loogie at Darius. Uh-oh. Aha, oh well it's actually a minus four five i forgot uh he also misses you and then decides to move closer and alhara is up oh dear engagement we tried to be nice to the slurks by giving well, them food they they ate the food but they're animals they haven't attacked right? yet i'm not I saying mean, they just pooped on you yeah, they're just, throwing, they're just throwing. They're just throwing. They're just throwing slime at you. They're just hopping. I'm just saying, we try to do this without a fight, and now it's time to fight a slurk. Has All a right. camel ever spit on you? Did you punch it in the face? Well, yeah, if one ever yet. did, I will put it in a full Nelson. Just spit on me, camel. Get That's how here. they say hello. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when a dog wags its tail, it's happy. When these when they spit at you, they like you. All right. So, how much slime are we talking about here? Like, is it just right in front of the door, or Nickelodeon it... slime? As far as you can <laughs> yeah. see. As far as I can see. Yes. But it didn't affect the soldiers now. It was. It started. You are at. You are basically at, at the, the edge. Beginning. You're at the edge. But for the rest of 
the oh, area all the way up to where that shack is and probably past the shack. It's all slime. It's just slime. That's so gross. All right. Um, Gonk this guy in the head. Yeah, screw this. Uh, so Ahra is going to, in fact, gonk the slurk on the head with her bow staff. Oh, I screwed up. In what way? You're flat-footed while you're on the slime. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I messed up. Even if I, you take an action to balance? Doesn't matter. You're flat-footed while on it. Or it's you're flat-footed no matter what. So, um, I'll be nice since I screwed up and I won't give it the effect. But in theory, it should have hit you. But I, I You received DM's blessing. Well, so. uh, DC twelve. Not he's not even close to hitting this thing with your with your bow staff. And did you have it out? Yeah. Okay. Well, you missed. She had it out to do her do our um, seagull trick. Yeah, I was using it like a sling, and then I, I took the rope using off. your sling as a sling. No, it's not a sling. It's a I use rope lore to yeah, use my regular rope and and to my staff. So I had like a giant staff sling for this. She whipped it back and forth. Okay, well, you try to hit it, and you miss. All right, cool. Wait, I'm going to try to hit it one more time. Don't roll garbage. Oh, well, this time I didn't roll garbage, but I still miss, because I rolled another 12. And my third action will be... Now, do I have to spend an action to balance every turn now, or just the once? Only if you move. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to move. But I don't want to be flat-footed either. Yep. If you just step, like, just, like, one space back, you might not be flat-footed Yeah, I'm anymore. just going to step out of it. I'm just going to step back. Okay, that you can do, and you're no longer flat-footed. All right, cool. Being flat-footed is for the birds. Hap is up. Specifically, dead seagulls. Okay, um, no, no, bad frog, bad, stay back. Um, and then there are, so there's seagulls around us? Like, are they flying and stuff? Not really. I mean, mm. there's, I mean, no, they're not going near, anywhere near you and these frogs. The only reason they came near you guys is because... You were spending lots of time to hunt them, and you were carefully putting down food and waiting. So. Okay. Um, well, I know there are she- seagulls on the shack, and it's like 30 feet away. Is that right? It's 60 feet away. Oh, that's not too bad, because like from them, it's a lot closer. All right. All right. No, no. Stay back, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot a seagull with my crossbow. Okay. That was unexpected. Wait, is this stupid? Is this not... Is <laughs> Well, I'm hoping this is part one of some master plan to kill a slurk. I know. I'm like, sounds sounds great idea to kill a slurk killing a seagull. I don't know how that will work, but go They're for it. They're not going to choose to eat a seagull 60 feet away when I'm a delicious slab yes, of beef. Yes, they will. That's how animals work. They go for the path no. of least or different. No, I mean, no, if I was a slurk, I'd be all over I'm Darius. delicious. I'm, I'm yeah. full of gravy. Well, they haven't harmed us, and we haven't harmed them, so I'm not ready to hurt they them They shot... Yet. Splooge at us. I mean, they we did. They splooge. Oh, hey, okay, all right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting a seagull. If uh, you can dodge a slurk, you can dodge a. Mm-hmm. Alhara, help me. I'm gonna die. I mean, you're still standing gonna, out there. A slurk's gonna eat me. Okay, you shoot a seagull. You get a ten. You miss the seagull. Okay. Um, That's one action. Okay, um, I'm gonna use so I'm gonna use my next action to uh, you know move like 15 feet back slowly. Like, all right, it's okay. Good froggy, <laughs> good froggy. And I'd like to use nature to 
influence their behavior somehow. You know, like, like back off. You know, I'd like to influence them. Back off. That's not how it works. Mate, how about intimidate? Is that how that works? Yes. If you want to intimidate. Yes, I will do that. I will get. I will get. You know, I will wreathe myself in a little bit of fire and just be like, rah. You know, be spooky. I'm intimidated. Ooh. Sixteen. These dice are not with us tonight. Mm-mm. They were great when I wanted to huck a seagull, and now, not so much. It's against its will, DC. So you roll a 16 against its will, DC, to try to frighten the one in front of you. Fine. Well, you're too far away, so you're going to have to move closer because you have to be within 30 feet. I couldn't see the map. Just, you know, wherever I need to be is fine. Okay, so you're closer... You try to intimidate, but it doesn't understand language you're speaking, so you get a minus four, so you do not intimidate the slurk nearest to you because it has no idea what you're trying to do. Okay. You were close, (laughs) but not quite. Well, I tried. Okay. So slurk number two goes, and slurk number two sees where this is going, and it too will just hawk a loogie at Alhara. I really wish they would stop doing that. 27. Oh, oh, gross. Yucky. That is going to hit you. So Spit on me. You get hit squarely by Slime Squirt. You are Clumsy One. You take a five-foot penalty to your speed. And it will take three interact actions to remove the gunk and sticky slime that is now covering Alhara. Alhara is not pleased. Oh, gross. Did you see it? Got me. Oh, gosh. It then tries to hunk a loogie at Darius. Wow. Nice. Even even <laughs> at minus five, I roll a 21. Oh, oh the, he rolled a 26 and it's 21? Yes. Ugh. I'm hit. I'm hit. I'm hit. Well, he rolled a 17 plus nine minus five. So you two are now covered in slime so clumsy one that gives you a minus one to your decks your ac reflex saves range attacks um acrobatics stealth thievery minus five penalty to speed so yes that would be interesting plus you were fat flat-footed so it would have hit you either way because you were you have only a 19 you were fat-footed what are you saying is you deserve this slime this is my fault Obviously. And the slurk moves closer. Otteron is up. Let's see. Otteron. Um, we haven't landed any hits on either yet, right? Nope. Yeah, that's nope. what I thought. So, Otteron will glare menacingly as they incline their chin at the slurk using Evil Eye. We'll say DC 19. Alright, which slurk? Number which number? Number two, please. What's behind slurk number two? Slurk number one. Slurk number one is behind slurk number two. That's the prize you get. Yep, we'll save. Ten. They fail. Woohoo, they are frightened two. Why frightened two? That's not a critical failure. Oh, sorry. Yes, frightened one. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So they are frightened one. And then uh, Ataran gestures at some rocks nearby. 
Erulavoldik, and the rock comes flying at the slurk as they cast telekinetic projectile. Okay. One number. Two again. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen will just barely hit it. Woohoo! All right, that beer did well. Eight damage. Although I have to say, you did ruin the no damage on the first round that we were having. Yep, that's it for me. Darius, you're up. You're flat-footed. You're covered with slime. You're on slime, but you have two slurks right next to you. What are you going to do? I will take a five-foot step. A step. Now, in Mountain Stance, I have plus two against being tripped. Does this count as being tripped? No, it is not. You're not being tripped. You are trying to walk across a uneven, slimy surface. Or I'll trip. No, or you'll stop. Or I'll stop. We'll see what happens, because a lot of things can happen. You see, now that's good. It's 23, but it's actually 22. Minus 22, right. But that's still really good. Success, you move up to your speed, treating it as difficult terrain. So That's fine. I'm only moving there. <laughs> oh, so you're totally fine. So it's uh, you. You're you're able to successfully move. You're still flat-footed while you're on this because it's all fine. It's like you're fighting on ice. Sure. Um, and I will do a flurry of blows. Oh, so much for not being mean to the slurks. You know what? Screw these slurks. Holy crap! An eighteen. Uh, yeah, you hit the minuses hurt me at all make it less than that well it's to your decks so that doesn't affect your deck. okay i'm just saying yeah. who knows no so you do 12 points of damage to slurk number two and one more and it does not like that it, you solidly hit it across the face and it's like oh <laughs> well this is the first time using your plus one falling stone strike fifth. yeah uh, attack of so, nine will not do it though. But uh, is, how high level is it? Does it um, get to be stunned? Uh, it can be stunned for potentially. What does it need to say? roll again? Uh, DC nineteen. Um, what does it need to roll? What type of save? Uh, I think it is a Your constitution now. Fortitude save. Okay. I do know. Too bad you missed, frog. So it's just. Um, Stunned one. Stunned one. Okay. So it's stunned one. Now what? Uh, I am done. Right? I is moved. It, does I, that take one action? Oh, I see. No, that, that was one action to do two hits. Right. I guess I could uh, move again. Whatever you want. You tell me. Can't remember that here. Oh, he's moving away. He's riding I'm away. Back right next to Ohara. Slurk number one goes. So you're no longer flat-footed comes up to you and he says, you know what? I could use a V8, but instead I'm going to use a Darius. And it tries to eat you! Oh mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Because it's like, why not? It, it's got this huge mouth and it opens up his jaw and you could easily fit inside of its mouth. Yay! Good to know. So let's see. You are minus one to your AC, but a 13 will still miss you. So it tries to bite you and, and it fails horribly. Um, 
But then, you know what? It's going to try to bite you again, because why not? Uh-oh. 23. Oh. I think is going to hit you. Even with a minus five, it still manages to do only 10 points of damage. It's not too bad. But it bites you with these gigantic tusk fangs that it has. And you are now just covered in goo and slime and nastiness. It's lovely. Alhara's up. You're both, like, covered. And you're just, like, a big gobbly goop of slime as you're standing uh, next to each other. That's unfun. Uh, Alright, you know what? I'm sick of this. They're gonna douse us in slime. Let's make them roll around in it. Alhara is going to use her bow staff and try and trip this uh, slurk number two, the one that's been damaged and is currently 10 feet away. So she reaches out with the thing and tries to sort of trip up its little feet. Okay. So this is an athletics check. So it's a 20 athletics against the reflex DC of this thing. A 20 athletics against the reflex. And what are you trying to do? I'm trying to trip slurk number two. And remember, it's reflexes minus one because of frightened. Yeah. Um, okay. It is tripped, I guess. It is? Fantastic. Uh, then I get panache, which is amazing. Um, all right. So here's what I'm going to do. I realize it's minus four, but uh, this slurk is down. Alhara, with her second action, is going to pull out her dagger, and she is going to do a confident finish against the slurk that she just tripped. It's ten feet away from you. Yeah, I'm going to throw my dagger at it. Okay. It's going to be tight. All right, so this is with a minus one. I get a 26 against its flat-footed armor class. Oh, I'm sorry. 20, I forgot. Uh, 22, because it is my second Oh, that's not armor, impressive it's anymore, agile. It's still good. And a minus one, because... It's included in there, yep. Uh, 22 you versus it. its AC. First that six points so cool. of damage, and then the precision extra panache was a whopping three. So I know, it was really low, but it was still fun. I gotta trip it, and then I gotta pull out a dagger and throw it out on the ground. Screw that slurk. Anyway, that's my three actions. I'm very excited. Very nice. Thanks. Happens. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Frog, but I'm gonna have to burn you now, because you're hurting my friends. All right, uh, do I have to move to get a clear shot with a range attack? Definitely. Okay, then I will do that. Here's the this, here's the rule. If something's in front of you, if you can't draw a line between you and what you're trying to hit, you need to move. That's uh, okay. Or okay. Cover. Well, soft cover, which is only plus one, but cover nonetheless. Eh. So does that mean if I come over here and draw a line from one corner center, to another corner? It's not the corner anymore. Center? center. Oh, okay. Center to center. So that's still soft cover from... Yes. You're going to have to go all the way around, either way to the left or way to the right. It's no longer Yeah, you corner. essentially just deal with cover most of the time. Okay, so this isn't going to do it either. All right, I'll go... Um, uh, still going to have cover. Surely this is good, right? No? no? One more, one more, one more. Okay. Well, then she'll have the corner of the... She oh. Look. Yeah. It's well, only we'll just one go point. the other way. There we'll go. just go... Yeah, look, you either go there... Right. Yeah, we'll go here. you go... Or you go all the way over there. Just, there you just go. Stop being fancy. Just go somewhere where there's no longer cover. Yeah. Oh, crap. I thought I did. Well, I'm moving you back to where you are. Yeah. Like, just put yourself where there's no where you have a clear line of... Spike. Yeah, put, put me right there. That's where This is where I want to be. Good. 
I mean, you literally have a tool that lets you draw, draw, draw lines. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be there. Okay, so I'm here, and um, that's one action, and I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll pull my hand down with a twist and, and, like, and like leave like a line of flame which coalesces into a fiery sparrow, which I'll throw at slurk number two with elemental toss for one action. Oh, wait, I don't want to do elemental toss. This is just a produce flame. Okay, you hit it. You crit it. Yeah, crit fire. Amazing. Yeah. All right, For it's minimum there. damage. No, it's not. You do no, 20, 20 damage. That is minimum crit damage for me. That oh. is minimum crit damage for her. Oh, uh-huh. I, I'm, I am our DPS. Those, those are piddly numbers. But I do set him on fire. Well, he's, he's super dead. dead. It's dead. dead. His, oh, corpse, okay. his corpse is burning. There's nothing left. I feel bad about this, but it had to happen. I feel great about this. And Otteron's up. Otteron turns their glare upon the first uh, giant frog. Can you only have one evil eye up at a time? Is that how that works? No, it's complicated. I can have multiple, but it has to be sustained. 27. Wow. All right. Critical success. It blows past your silly mind games and does not be affected. And then uh, repeats the same Erulavodik and sends another rock flying at this one. For a wow. 26. Yep, you managed to hit it. Does not crit, though. Dang. And you do 11 points of damage. And that is the end of my turn. Still a nice hit. Darius is up. Darius is still coated in slime. It has it a takes- big... Arm three hole. consecutive actions, or can I spend an action? Three interact actions that do not need to be done in a row. Great. I do two interact actions now, and then one action for Flurry of Blows. So okay. I start slopping this slime off of me. Uh, if only this enhanced my musculature, it does not. You'll pay for that, frog. And then I whap whap. First attack. Oh, how about the 23? Yeah, you hit. Eight points of damage. It's still kicking. You're hitting it one. soundly in the face. Miss. Eleven's not even close. Okay, so I can I if I hit it again, does it make another stunning fist save to continue its condition of stunned one? It wasn't stunned. Oh, that's right. It wasn't. Well, here we go. Well, was this the one you attacked before? Oh, maybe it wasn't because I think I moved closer. That's right. I hit two. It's a fresh one. DC 19, fortitude save for frog number one. Fresh blood. Twenty. He does a great job. Not even close. All right, Slurk number one is up. His buddy just got killed. He just got hit in the face twice. He's thinking. Slurk vengeance. Thinking, what shall I do? It decides. To run and eat a seagull. To bite Ahara just for that. Uh-oh. Uh, 16. Will... No, not even close. Yeah, it is. You have a... You have a you have Minus a one. My, no, you no. Have a 19. That's not that... It's not close. It's pretty close. Missed by three. Missed by three. It's not that far away. And then it's going to uh, bite again. Not afraid of you, frog. Yep. 
See, now that's a 13. That's a, that's a pretty big miss. Mm-hmm. And then it moves there to, like, the corner. It moves away, like, to the corner of the, uh, of the uh, temple. My kingdom for an attack of opportunity. Okay. You are far away from that frog. I am, and I threw my dagger into that other slurk. Darn it. Well, there's only one thing to do, and that's go after it, like the tenacious person I am. Ahara is going to essentially slime skate on the slime and try to get over to that slurk. I'm going to go ahead and make my balance check. Slip and slide. Slip and oh slurk. Oh my gosh. 11. <gasps> 11. Failure. You must stop immediately or fall. Seems you get right. five feet. That stinks. Uh, I guess I'll do that, and then she's gonna like whoa okay okay it's slipperier than i thought it's okay i'm all right and she's gonna hold her a bow staff out and use her last action to parry okay hap is up it's running away don't chase it anymore we don't have to kill another one i'm not gonna do anything oh yeah maybe i will do something maybe we'll do something. it'll be here after kill we get it. out already in action to attack it if it comes back otron's up I am not sure where it is because my screen won't show me. Are they within uh, 30 feet of me? Uh, no, they're 35. Yeah. You'll have to move closer to it and possibly into the slime. You could probably step forward and not quite be in the slime, maybe. Um, is it very slimy in front of me? Not right in front of you. 10 feet in front of you it is. Adaron just moves a few feet forward and repeats, Erulavodic and sends a rock flying at it. Why are we killing it? It's trying to eat us. Ooh. It's trying to run away. Uh, you roll a 25. It will be here when we get out and try to eat us again. Well, there's probably dozens of these creatures all over the place, by the way. It's are there? Oh. oh, yeah. This is just two of... They're like seagulls. They're all over the place, these things. Bear in mind that any animal that gets away could relay information to the druids here. All right, you hit it soundly for 14 points of damage right in the face. No, stop! No, it's good. There he is up. He's doing his job. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Big brother, leave it alone! I spend an interact action to wipe off what's left, right? And I have two left. Okay, well, the gunk is gone. Okay. Are free uh, of gunk. I'm going to run up to it, and let's see how this goes, and make it five feet. So I should move where I want to go or roll then move? Just roll and we'll see how far you get. As soon as I get there, that's where it starts, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. 20. Huh? You move up your speed, treating it as difficult. Yay! Every so square is difficult terrain. So now it's one, two, three. I have 35 feet of movement so I can get to it. Well, you had to spend an action to do the balance. So you, you, you use two actions. So... Oh, the skill check counts as an action. Okay, so it's I move, skill check, and then it, that you can continue as two. moving. You can continue. I can moving. continue. Okay, that's fine. Right, but it's going to count as two. So unless you can get there, it's fine. Okay, you can get there. I can. I have thirty-five feet. Difficult terrain. That's still three squares or whatever. And um, I uh, flurry of uh, blorbs. No, it's not. That's difficult no. terrain. Is no, you need I was, to get there. I was right next to Alhara. Right. To go into it is difficult terrain, right? So that would uh -huh. be... 10, 20, 30. Oh, I'd be right almost. Then um, put me next to it and I'll stop. Okay. 
if you get a critical success, you could have flown across it and slime. Mm -hmm. Could have slime skated. slime wave. Well, this is the slurk's doing. It sees you and it runs away. Good. Get out of here, slurk. It uh, goes around the corner, and you, you can't see it. Okay. Good. Actually, I don't think you guys can see it. <laughs> I cannot. Ahara's is up. She's covered in gunk. She's determined. Uh, I'm going to try one more chance to balance on this thing, get my footing, and hopefully go after it. Okay. 28. 28. Hey! 27. You can move up your speed, trading it as difficult terrain. Okay, so that's not a crit success. Missed by one. Shame about that slime all over you. Uh, All right, so she's going to move up next to Darius, looking for it. Doesn't see it. All right, I guess we scared it off. It's probably going and telling the druids what's going on. Um, I think I have one action left. I'm just going to keep on going. One, two, three. I'll just go forward so I can get around this building and take a look. If you're done, you don't you don't see it anywhere. Hap is up. Okay, I was just going to move, you know, beside Atron and say, if you were worried about the animals telling the druids that we were here, there's a hundred sequels you'd have to kill to get rid of them all. Yes, but the frogs are obviously antagonistic. And we're in their territory. Obviously nobody's been maintaining these grounds or there wouldn't be slime on the stairs. Mm, These are druids. I doubt they care. Nobody wants slime. Even druids are going to fall on their bum. Not even dirty, filthy druids. Atron doing anything? Atron's going over to the dead one while saying, I could tell you some things. check. That druids enjoy that might not. Are we out of initiative? Fourteen, I fall. Okay. Well, you don't fall. You just stop unless you uh, want to fall. All right. Yeah. Then Atron stops losing footing and just looks back at Hap. We can't kill every bird, but the frogs, yes. Okay. So you're out of combat. That slurk is gone. You don't know where it went went through a crevice or something in the uh, in the rocks, in the rock face, or climbed up the wall. The second one is gone. The first one is still there, and... Acheron's going to slowly try to walk over to it. Okay, well, we'll just be real careful now that we're not fighting dogs. Yeah, Acheron wants to slowly walk over to the corpse of the one. That okay? Sure. I mean, basically, you're very quick. I mean, you're, you basically have to continuously make acrobatics checks over and over again, and you can slowly walk over. That corpse actually isn't there. That corpse is oh. there. I what happened? Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Even easier. Um, and Atron wants to look over it and looks to Hap and then kind of frowns, kind of smirks, frowns again, and just shrugs their shoulders, um, but looks over the corpse. Sees if it has anything interesting. Sees if it's biologically has anything interesting that Atron would want to collect, etc. It's an animal that's very large and it's covered in slime. It's gross. So Atron collects some of the slime in a vial. Okay, you got it. Well, I think they're getting at, like, what if it ate a person that had a ring of protection? You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, certainly wouldn't mind finding treasure, too, but Atron's mostly interested in the biological, but... So I'd like to try something. If you, well, I'll just ask you, and then you can tell me if I can try it. You know how we sometimes use magic to clean things. May I clean out 
one square using magic? Um, prestidigitation. Is that what you're saying? Either that one or just some good old fire. Burn it. Burn the land. Cleanse the earth. I just want to give myself a little path so I don't have to fall on my bum. Because, yeah, essentially Alhara is going to, you know, very when they feel like they've lost the slurk, very carefully move across the slime until she's out of it. And then go sort of search around the back end of this building, figure out where it might have gone. If it's just hiding, ready to ambush us, you know, that sort of thing. You're going to turn and, like, face, like, an in, in encave of slurks. There's just going to be, like, 12 of them. Yeah, they're just, just like, sitting there like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> Ready to croak? You go around the corner, and you do not know. It probably climbed up the cliff face, which you see up, or it's just gone. So it doesn't look like there's anything near here, so you don't have to worry about it ambushing. Okay. Plus, it was nearly dead, so it looked like it was running away, as it did not want to die like its friend. So the wood shed outface building is the one closest to us, and the stone one with scorch marks is the one farther away, or the opposite? The one to the west is the stone. The one to the north is the wood. All right. And it seems smaller, I think. Much smaller. Yeah. So Atron would say, perhaps we look into the smaller building. It may be just supplies or perhaps maybe um, some smaller testing facility. This scorch marks maybe lightning or fire. It's hard to tell with druids. Sure. Um, Alhara will slowly make her way through the slime up to... And she spends the three actions, by the way, to get the slime off of her during this time. But she's going to do that and then move her way up to the shed and start checking around in front of the door and also on the door for any sort of pressure plates or traps or anything. Okay. You look around and you don't see anything. I mean, if anything, the doors look like... It is completely unlocked. It's a weathered wooden shed. It obviously has been heavily abused by the wind and the waves. There is a ton of seagull crap covering this shed. And as you approach, they fly away, angrily squawking. Oh, and during this time, Alhara grabs her dagger back, just in case. Can I clear a path for myself up there? Uh, sure. Alright, I would like to clear a path for myself. Okay. Atron would nod. That is a good idea in case we have to be a uh, hasty retreat out of here. What? Oh, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. So I guess just draw wherever you're Okay. out. Um, the door does not seem to be securely locked. All right, let's see what's inside. Mm-hmm. Let's be quiet in case you will need to sneak ahead. Are you opening the door? Mm-hmm. You open the door. It is a shed. There okay. is some supplies in here. Looks like there's a cart and wooden crates. That is all you see. Oh, I want to see. Okay. Let's go ahead and take a little time and search around this room then. So I'm going to use the exploration activity search. Same. Search. You find weathered crates. They appear to all be empty. And the cart. There is nothing in this shed worthwhile. It looks like it is literally a shed for carts and crates. 
And that's it. Okay. Atron stays at the door watching and listening just in case anything approaches from outside. It kind of stinks in here. The cart's functional? Yeah. Cart works. Hey, Atron, we have something to put loot on. Yes, Atron frowns slightly. I was actually hoping maybe the mayor would be here hiding. No such luck. I wonder if the animals got him. Yeah, I'm afraid we probably aren't really going to find the mayor, at least not in one piece. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I am more concerned he will be possessed, but we shall see. Do druids also do possession? Druids seem to do a lot of stuff. No, I do not know of demonic partnership with druids, but perhaps it is just a coincidence here. Druids aren't accustomed to uh, demonic activity, as far as I know, considering they are not of the natural world. Maybe they were corrupted by something. Yes, the other druid at least seemed worried about corruption and didn't have demonic affiliation, so... But she was driven mad by something. Yes. But didn't we see... She was unreasonably uh, upset. And I thought, didn't we see a summoning circle, or was that for the methods? Yes, there was some sort of circle. I'm kind of wondering if these druids are even home. Like, this place seems really just unkept. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) the demons killed the druids. (laughs) Oh, you are not joking. Like I said, I do not think druids would worry about that. Well, we just killed a bunch of birds, and we killed that big frog thing. You would think that some animal druids would come out and say something about that. Keep in mind, it is pretty loud out here. I mean, you're right next to a loud sea crashing against the waves. It's not like, you know, beautiful, quiet, lovely day. I am accustomed to druids living more in the wild, but this is still... You're accustomed to druids? Yes. And, um... Wait, what? You hate druids? This is... I was going on and on about how druids are bad. I do not hate them, but yes, I am accustomed to druids, especially not good ones. So, but this is a um, temple of Gozre, so perhaps that is the difference. Perhaps we will find some priests and not just druids. Okay, all right. I'm going to do, um, it it takes about 10 minutes to do all this. I'll take some time to uh, treat my wounds. Good call. Okay, treat wounds. Let's see if you can actually succeed. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. If you succeeded like once in like three months. Here we go. No, I did it well last time. Ooh, yeah, 18. Good. Ooh, you rolled a nine. Wow. Well, being, a, being an expert really helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you also, ever rolled above a 10? I heal five extra. Oh, because cool. of my godless healing. Oh, Healing. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Okay. Give me a uh, give me a check. How much you heal? Check. Yeah, roll yeah. 2d8. Die. Yeah. It's yeah. 2d8 plus uh, five. So let's roll the dice. Roll the dice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Snake eyes. Uh-huh. Seven. I like it. A one and a one. Don't that spend it all in one place. Better. Does that even get you back up? You healed yourself. Up to full, thinking you thinking I would do it. Yes. Yep. Put yourself back down. I did. I'm 41 out of 44. <laughs> F this. You thought, oh, I'd be able to easily make 10 hit points. No, <laughs> so. you did not. You did I not. I am you so so seven. sorry, Rob. 
This is amazing. Good this game you. is great. Now, here's the interesting thing, Rob. Heathens. When you do that godless healing and you try to give yourself those extra hit points, your wrist burns <clears throat> with pain right where that mark was. It really hurts. It's not still thing. there, is it? Like, I check under oh, my, my fist yeah. wraps. Not only is it oh. there, it's redder and stronger than ever before. Every oh. day, it appears to give me getting redder and darker and more prominent. And you almost swear it's starting to glow at this point. And by doing <laughs> that, you actually feel pain shoot through your arm. Now, not enough to give you negative on your hit points, but it takes you about a minute before it dissipates. Oh boy. Okay. Alright. You mess up again, Darius? No, uh, I'm quite quite alright. None of you know anything about this. Well no, but like he's in a, a I, minute I of do pain. wince. I yeah. do wince. So like I just assume that yet again you messed up your medicine check. He did. No, I rarely <laughs> mess it up to hurt somebody. <laughs> I do certainly fail it to not help anybody. Anyhow. You uh yeah, you heal almost everything. But it's still there. It's throbbing. All right. Well, it's kind of covered up. I'm not going to deal with this now. Shall we knock, Alhara? No, no, no. There's, there's, there's a subject at hand. Atron. What's the subject? We're dealing with druids who have caused quite a mess. And you've yes. been pretty clear about not liking druids in general for no reason that you stated. But now you're telling us that you're familiar with evil druids and you haven't brought this up? Yeah, no, she's got a point. What's that all about? I was raised by druids, but they do not live here. I, I didn't say that they lived here. Why don't you tell us what you know that might help us against these ones? Fine. I know about the Shades of Uskwood, who had to raise me in the Dal, and they are not these druids. They worship Zonkuthon, they favor death, and they decorate the Uskwood with the corpses of the people who trespass. How is that? That sounds pretty terrible. It is terrible, thank you. Well, okay. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't mention it. So tell us about druids. I do not and what like tormenting expect. people with my upbringing. It it's is not a, not a good uh, thing. I know. Hey, but we, we all can talk have about this later, stuff. you guys. We, we can't. We can't if there's information that Atron knows that they're not sharing with us. Well, they obviously don't druids. want to talk about it. The Shades dealt with vermin often. There are many forms of spiders and centipedes and things in the Uskwood. It is a perverted, corrupted place of darkness and growth, but yet plants still survive there. That is why I said that sometimes druids will do dark things for survival as many of the Nidalese people did my my people but this is not them yet uh, still I do not trust most druids because of my um, childhood adolescence life I, I, mm. you're I mean impossible. doesn't that mean you're part druish no okay while you guys are talking and making a huge <laughs> racket of like trying to figure out Atron's history they were all cagey about it, and it's relevant. I'm sure it was. Uh, the door opens up as you were making a lot of noise. Um, and when the door opens up, you see a man who has a long beard, long hair, gray robes, hide armor, 
a large wooden shield and a trident. And he opens up the door, looking at you, and says, The storm rises! Oh, well, hello to you too, sir. The storm rises. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was just a druid greeting. I will say it back. And now we get zapped. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that no Tom Hanks's were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>